What's going on everyone? My name is DeAndre and I'm here with Pastor Marco and I'm really excited because this is our first episode of Doing Something New where we are simply taking questions from people in our community and we're going to ask Pastor Anything. And so that's the name of this segment. It's going to be Ask Pastor Anything. And the theme of today's conversation is going to be simply living with Jesus. And I love that this is really the theme that we're in coming out of prayer and fasting and what you've been talking about these last couple of weeks. And so is it cool if we just hop right into it? Let's get into it. All right. So the first question is, how do I live a life that pleases God? Well, I think it starts with knowing that I've surrendered my life fully to Him, right? Everything that we want is on the other side of surrender, right? And I always love, and I want to try to give references so people can can look it up, but I always love what Paul said to the Romans in chapter 12. He says, he says to offer yourselves to God mm-hmm. as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to Him. So Paul goes on to say that he dies daily so that Christ may live in him. Right? So I think it starts with that, like that I've truly, fully surrendered my life to Him. And I want to die daily to my old self so that Christ may live in me. And that, I have to do that no matter how I feel. Mm. You know, I think a lot of times the struggle of living for Jesus is that our feelings get in the way. Right. Life can get in the way. But it's like, if I am a living sacrifice, then my mind's made up. You know, and mm-hmm. I think the Bible even says that in, in James, it says, if you are double-minded, you're not going to get anything from right. the Lord, right? right? So your mind has to be made up that I want to follow Jesus. Mm. Follow Jesus is a powerful, it's a decision, right? Right? Because why would Jesus say, come follow me? He's saying, hey, you have to make that decision to yeah. come after me. So I think it's about that. It's about I'm a living sacrifice for him daily, mm. no matter how I feel, right? And I let him kind of dictate my life from that standpoint mm. where I'm daily putting myself at his will, at his mercy, and let him lead lead the way. That's why I love this talk we just did about building trellises for your soul. Because if you if you're building the trellis for your soul, then every day you have something on that trellis that's mm. helping you stay focused on him and his will. You know, right. by abiding, by creating margins for your mind, taking care of your body. Uh, this week I'll talk about relationships mm-hmm. and and how you need to implement you know great relationships, godly relationships within right. your life. So all these things add up to being a living sacrifice Mm -hmm. for Jesus. And something that I love that you said Sunday was that we take this with us outside of the church. Like Jesus is with us every single day of the week. And so talking about daily building these structures for actually thriving and being close to Jesus, what does it look like to really surrender? Because that's one of the things that we can hear, like, I need to surrender, I need to surrender. But how? You know what I mean? Well, again, your your life, when, when you say you're following Jesus, then then Jesus dictates that schedule, that day-to-day, right? That's why I have to sit with myself and say, what is it that I'm going to do today that looks like following Jesus? That's why I love, again, this talk is very practical because it's hitting every area of your life, of your soul, right? Mm -hmm. Because your soul is the entire you. And so you need a a plan for abiding, right? I I schedule my time of abiding, Mm -hmm. right? I schedule my time of, of daily reading or listening to a podcast or even down to like grabbing coffee with someone, right? And it's intentional conversation right. around who Jesus is and his will for our lives, serving, right? Why do we always encourage people to serve? Because that puts you in the flow, in the vein of his will and his mm. purpose for you. You know what I mean? It's right. not about the task. It's about your heart attached to that task mm. that you want to do. So I think that 
if I if I'm serious, then my schedule reflects that, right? But if I'm just waking up every day and I don't have a plan and a purpose, then then it's gonna reflect on my soul as well, and it's right. gonna reflect on how truly am I surrendered, you know? And Sunday to me is just a continuation of that, right? right. If there's no purpose to my Monday through Saturday, then Sunday, even in Sunday, it becomes a routine. It becomes mundane. And that's where I see a lot of people drop off because mm-hmm. it's like, listen, if you're not really intentional about your soul all week long, Sunday also is going to fall by the wayside. Or you're always trying to start all over again on mm. Sunday, which is you can't maintain a healthy soul that way. Right. You have to have a, a daily healthy routine. And that's why, again, everybody has to have a serious moment where they sit down with themselves to say okay how serious are we mm. about following jesus like every day right you know right you know something that you're very passionate about is untangling jesus from religion and when you look at the religious people of jesus's day they were on point absolutely but they still missed it yeah so how do you know you really are in the flow of the will of god and not trying to do your own thing and calling it religion yeah i think first of all i think the pharisees we always give them a bad name because you know, in any context of life, there's always like the enemy, right? And the haters, whatever. But if you look at the Pharisees from the right culture standpoint, they were very respected people because they they were trying their best to follow God, but they were trying to follow God by maintaining the law, mm-hmm. right? Which uh, we know doesn't work because we're a community of grace. And that's why I'm excited to get into Galatians because mm-hmm. it's all about that, right? How you can slip back into a religious routine as opposed to actually living a graceful life. Right. And when I say grace, full life, I mean like graceful life, not just graceful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think it's about intentionally, again, that word will come back to me over and over again. I always said if I was going to write a book, it would, it would be called Be Intentional. But I wrote two books already. I haven't wrote it yet. Um, but I think it's about really being intentional. That if I'm not intentional, then my heart's not going to be attached to anything, right? And I think that's where things can go wrong with religion mm-hmm. is that I can just go through the motions, but I'm not really checking my heart to right. see the motives and intentions of it. And notice too, one thing that I said on Sunday that's important is that these things, whatever it is that you're adding to your trellis, you're adding them because it brings joy and meaning to your soul. Right. You're not adding them to suck life out of you. Right. So I would check that. Like if, if my routine is second life out of me, then mm. then I need to recheck my routine to see if my heart is really attached to it. Right. Because because God wants us to approach him because we want to spend time with him, not because it's a chore or an obligation. And I think that's what that's what you have to understand. When I say integrity is from religion, when it comes to the stuff, it's does it feel like a chore? Right. Does it feel like an obligation? Does it feel like you have to? Because. If those things are there, then you need to check your heart mm. to make sure you're coming from a place of I want to, not I have to. Right. You know, and because I really enjoy spending time with Jesus. Like that may just sound weird, but it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's actually the heart. Like I enjoy Jesus. I enjoy the Bible. Like right. I love reading the Bible. This never feels like a chore because my heart is I love God and God loves me. So abiding is about that. Like, hey, I get to spend time in the word or in worship right. or in prayer or even serving it's like man if if you're coming from a healthy place you're looking forward mm. to serving because where does that come from it comes from jesus jesus said i didn't come to be served but to serve right right but he had a joy attached to that it doesn't mean it's not gonna be hard at times right if there's if it's not hard then there's no level of sacrifice as well mm-hmm. you know but i think it comes down to that like just taking that moral inventory of my heart and soul to say, where am I coming from? Paul even said, he says, hey, test yourself. See if you're in the faith. Mm. Like, is this for real to you? Right, right. Is, this, is this 
does this bring a life to you? You know, mm -hmm. how do you test yourself? Because, you know, we always talk about it's principles over feelings. Yeah. And so what do you do when it's just like, I know I'm supposed to be doing these things, but I don't want to. Where do you start off with that? Yeah, I think, again, for me is the 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 way that I've built this thing into my life is that I take self inventory often, you know, of my motives. I have to be honest with yourself. Mm. I think your greatest accountability partner is yourself. You know, it's like, so I check my motives. I check, I check my intentions, my level of passion, right? There's nothing wrong with praying, God, give me passion. Yeah. Because I'm not passionate right now. Or God, give me a hunger for your word. Because right now I feel like I don't, it's not there. And I think this is where you can disconnect religion because you can be honest. Like you God already knows. Right. <laughs> it's not like you're uh -huh. fooling him. That's so good. You know, like you're praying this this horrible prayer because your heart's not in it just say it like god my heart's not in it like i think owning mm. right when we say principle with feelings doesn't mean we're, we're 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 saying you don't have feelings right no it's like acknowledge your feelings but just don't let your feelings dictate your life right you know what i mean because you have a greater thing that you live by which is not your feelings because your feelings are secondary to that devotion that you already committed to in the first place it's like being married right like you don't have to feel married to know hey right. hello I'm married, right? I made that commitment. And so uh, I always think about the movie, The Breakup, you know, when Vince Vaughn says, why would I want to want to do the dishes? <laughs> Which is a great line, you know? But it's like, no, you do the dishes out of the devotion. Right. Not out of the, you know, oh my gosh, I feel amazing, I'm gonna do dishes. That's gonna happen every six months, right? <laughs> I think it's the same concept, like when, when your heart is in the right place, you may go and read the Bible and not feel anything, but because you've, intentionally continue to pursue that, then your feelings will follow, not the other way around. Right, right. I think we let the feelings dictate way too much in this journey. And this journey is not a journey of feeling, right? It's a journey of faith, not feelings, mm -hmm. so. And it's a journey. Right. And journeys by definition take time. Right. And it's easy in our society to just want instant results, instant gratification. Right. It's almost like sometimes it could be easier to say yes to Jesus than to stay with Jesus. Right. And so how do you personally keep that focus on the long haul? How do you stay grounded and say, you know what? I may not, because we can plant a seed and it's not going to bear fruit tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what do you do when you're not seeing the fruits that you want, but you know you're putting in the work? Well, you have to have a long-term mindset. You know, again, the Bible uses a lot of farming analogy of sowing and reaping. I really believe, I've been talking about this, compound interest. You know, um, I think that you have to stay with something knowing that it's going to pay off long term. And there's a test in that. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that sometimes God leaves us in those moments, whatever you want to call it, of dryness, of, of, of not sure what's happening. I think there's a test there to see. Can you stay consistent? Can you stay in it? Because there's a honeymoon season where God's just like, you know, all over you in a sense. But I think there's a time that God withdraws on purpose to mm. say, okay, would you still follow me? Would you still come after me? And that to me is where the trellis comes into play. Where, hey, I already put these things on my schedule. I'm going to keep it no matter how I feel. Right. I'm still going to go to my quiet time and, and, and put in that time. I'm still going to read my Bible even if I'm in a dry season because it's compound interest, right? Mm. All of that plays a role. I really believe that I am where I am in life today because of compound interest. Like, it's not because I felt like being here. I think it's continuously just putting myself in the right place mm. of seeing the will of God, whether it's not never, ever missing church, no matter how I feel. Right. If I, unless I'm on vacation <laughs> or I'm really sick. But it's like, 
that's a discipline. I'm going to go to God's house no matter how I feel. Right. I'm going to read my Bible no matter how I feel. I'm going to pray no matter how I feel. Those things to me makes a huge difference. And I think God co-signs that and says, man, you are truly devoted to me. You're not right. devoted to a feeling. You're not devoted to a circumstance or a situation that you find yourself in. I think, again, we give way too much credence to feelings in our day and age. Mm. You know, just like we give way too much credit to the devil. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, those things should not have authority over our lives if we have said that Jesus is the Lord. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think the struggle is a lot of people say Jesus is the Savior, but he's the Lord. Mm. If he's the Lord, then then you are under his will and under his authority. And he says, all authority has been given to me. So I go to him to get my authority, to get my focus, not the other way around. Right. So. Right. And the reality is there is an enemy that doesn't want us to get into a healthy rhythm and to build this trellis. Yeah. And what is spiritual warfare actually? Because living with Jesus is walking with him, but also combating the forces that are against us. Yeah. And so how do you break down spiritual warfare? I think if you're alive, you're in a warfare. <laughs> as simple as that. I think spiritual warfare starts the moment you start breathing, you know, because we live behind enemy lines, right? Jesus even said, he said, there is this lower G God of this world, which is he's talking about the devil, right? That's why we did the whole talk about untangling Jesus from the world and the flesh. And the third is the devil, because the devil is the one trying to manipulate your flesh and your flesh uh, after it becomes uh, the norm takes becomes takes on the shape of a worldview mm. right so we are already in a warfare whether you realize it or not it's more like waking up to that reality right that we are in a war you know what i mean and what do you do in a war right um well in a war you have to have weapons right you have to know how to defend yourself right and and the bible has given us weapons that we don't have to live in fear or live in worry like one of the weapons is you know ephesians chapter 6 says you you have the armor of god right and it's up to you to spiritually put that armor on right. every single day and again it goes that to me it goes back to the trellis it's like what are you putting on every single day knowing mm. that i mean the warfare not, i'm not going to warfare i am already in it that's one of the things that that happens right when a new believer comes to faith the moment they get baptized all hell breaks loose mm -hmm. it's like why because now you really crossed over right right you are into this battle that you didn't even know you were in right and now that you went through the waters of baptism the old self has died now the new is time to come alive and now the old is trying to pull you back mm. into the fold of like hey just be like everybody else right so the warfare has already been there it's just waking up to that reality and then taking advantage of the tools that's been given to you to combat the warfare again going back to our lord what does he do well when the enemy attempts him he combats back with it is written Right? He goes to the word. He didn't say, I feel like it. He says, no, here's what the word says. I'm going right. to stick to what the word says. But how do you do that? That's the compound interest. Right? He didn't pull out a Bible in that moment. <laughs> he had it. Right. Right? Because why? Because he's been rehearsing in the word daily. That's the thing I think I wish we did better is to understand Jesus as a human, mm. not just as the son of God. As a human, Jesus went to school. Right. As a, as a human, Jesus went to synagogue, went to the church. He was part of community. So in that moment, he's doing something he's been in rehearsing mm. for many, many years. He's been in the Word, right? The Jewish kids would know scriptures. Right. So he combats it with scriptures, not with his feelings. 
And what's mind blowing to me about that is the people of that day had such an expectation of who they thought God was that when God was right in front of them, they missed it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we know we're called to walk and live by faith, but maybe our faith can be misplaced where it's like God's trying to work in the natural. He's a supernatural God. He does the super yeah. in our natural. So let me close with this last question. The first question was, how do we live a life that's pleasing to God? Yeah. We know the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what does it look like to really walk by faith and maybe not allow our faith and expectations to get in the way of what God is trying to do right in front of us? How do we tangibly walk in faith in the day to day? Yeah, so the definition of faith is what? Faith is the substance of things we hope for and evidence of things we don't see, right? And then he goes on to say that it's impossible to please God without faith because why? First, you have to believe that he exists and that he earnestly rewards those who seek, seek after him. So to live a life of faith is to seek God daily, right? And how do you seek God daily? Well, it's through the spiritual disciplines. Oh, better word for those, because I, I was trying to avoid the word discipline. Mm. I, I, I decided to go with holy habits, you know, created, because we, we have a tendency to to, to cuss people out. They, they're trying to make you disciplined, <laughs> but it's creating these holy habits, right? right? Again, that I go to no matter what's going on, no matter how I feel. Right, because what I'm doing that I am building the muscles of faith. Mm. Right, to me, I, it's like working out. Right, I, I I hate going to the gym, but I know I need to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I know I like the effects of the gym mm -hmm. on my on my life and compound interest. And you compound go one time and look in the mirror, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. You know, imagine you go to the gym every Sunday, just once a week. We're probably not gonna see much different. Mm -hmm. If anything, you eating junk throughout the week. If anything, you're gonna be very sore every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Every single body like, I'm sore, I'm sore. Yeah. Well, think about that in the spirit. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you got to have mm. the routines. That's good. And living by faith means simply this. I already know that God is real and he's good. Therefore, I'm going to keep putting myself in a position to build on that every single day. Honestly, my, my, um, my conviction is this. Every day, I'm going to feed my soul something edifying but i'm not looking to feel something i'm just gonna do it like so for me what it looks like on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes i'll just take one scripture i don't have to read a lot it's like mm -hmm. i'm gonna hey i'm gonna make it a point today to me to memorize this scripture and to meditate on it right so i'll do that for one day mm. sometimes it's an article that i read you know so it's like i want i want to feed myself something each day that's gonna add to the my muscles of faith right you know and sometimes it's a conversation yesterday I went out and I had coffee with a pastor, friend of mine, and that was edifying, you know, for both of us, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it doesn't have to be like this rigid routine. It's more like, hey, every day I get a chance to build on this thing, you know, and it looks different. So I don't have right. to get caught in a daily thing that feels more like a chore. It's like, no, what today can add to that element of faith? It could be listening to a podcast, mm. you know? Um, sometimes it could be just sitting quietly and let the Holy Spirit kind of bring clarity and peace and wisdom and grace. So I think it's creating a, a flow that you're living by faith without realizing. Think about it. If we were to ask those people that are mentioned in the Hall of Faith, mm -hmm. how did you, did you always hear the voice of God? I guarantee you they didn't. I think those are far in between. Right. But I think they kept themselves in that pocket mm. of, I'm going to continue to be in the flow of His will, no matter how I feel, because there's no way they kept hearing God every single day in an audible way.
Right, you know? right, right. So I know I said that was the last question, but you just sparked one more thing that I got to ask you. Because I remember when I first got saved, I thought that the more faith I had or the more I was doing, that equated to me being more in God's will and Him doing things. Yeah. But we know that faith isn't a feeling. So right. how do you gauge, in a sense, your faith? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I think, again, I think it's your theology of who is God, right? Is God just the God of mountaintop moments or is he, is he the God of the mundane? The older I get, the more I appreciate the God of the mundane. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, you can't sustain a, a, a mountaintop experience all the time. It's, it's not sustainable. It's like watching, you ever watch the, the this is the, what comes to mind. I think about like the, the, the movies Born, right? Born Ultimatum and Born This, and Born, but it's like, they high intense. Mm-hmm. Like if they watch a born movie, I feel I feel like this the whole time <laughs> because it never stops. It's like no one can maintain a life like that. Right. Where it's just always like mountaintop experiences. I think we need the mundane. I think we need the the. It's embracing mm. the boredom, but creating. Uh, to me, it's creating expectations in in the mundane. You know that. Absolutely. Hey, this God is real. His spirit is real, and that He's with me at all times. And I'm going to continue to be aware of that. I love. When we do Holy the song Holy Spirit, because my favorite part is, let us become more aware mm-hmm. of your presence. In other words, I don't have to go try to feel something. Oh, that's so good. It's like, no, God, I just want to be aware. Mm-hmm. I think right now in this conversation, the Holy Spirit is here. Right. Right? But it doesn't mean I have to feel the goosebumps. I just mm-hmm. know like his presence is with us, you know, and I just want to live more aware of that yeah. reality. And I think this is cool. This is my mess some people up, but I think that the more you live like that, then you don't, you're not always looking for a mountaintop experience because you you already have it. Right. And I right. think that's where the disconnect becomes at times in the journey. Sometimes people are just like, I'm not feeling anything. I don't, it's like, maybe because you already have his presence. He doesn't have to always give you this mountaintop experience or this thing. Like, I've never been one to chase conferences right. and all of that because it's like, I, I'm with his presence every day. Yeah. If I'm chasing his presence every day, then whether I go to a conference or not, no, it's nice to break the routine and go somewhere and do yeah. something different. But I'm, I don't have to rely on those things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, we, 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 we had the privilege of seeing one of the greatest youth movements ever in New England. Right? And it was awesome for that season. Before I got saved. Yeah. But guess what? Like, if I was to do it over again, I would teach more on be aware of Jesus daily. Don't wait for a conference. Don't wait for another mountaintop experience because those are far in between right. you know what I mean but it's more powerful when you know like he's with me on a Monday mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I think there's something beautiful and powerful about that like God is with me right now on my job on a Monday nothing crazy has to happen yeah. that to know like that's what I mean to live by faith like by faith I know he's here right now mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. and to close on that like I think the main takeaway I get from this conversation right now is you know building these rhythms these structures trellis for my life is it's not necessarily me doing something to get closer to god it's becoming more aware that he's already close to me and just growing in that relationship and that's where religion just goes out the window and 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 i have to say one more thing because now you're sparking something in me is that out of everything we talked about is this i'm going to god because i'm already accepted i'm not trying to earn something Mm. Right? So I go to God already with that in mind. Like my identity is in Him. Yeah. He's already accepted me. Like it doesn't matter how long I pray for. Mm-hmm. It's not quantity, it's quality. 
That's why I can read one scripture and feel fed. Right, right. Because I'm going to him. I'm not going for quality. Like, look, I read my Bible today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like almost like you're checking your mm -hmm. box again. And that's religion when we start to like mm -hmm. do that. In the beginning, I think it's important if you're new because yeah. you need to start to create a rhythm and a pattern. But after a while, it's like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, my heart is already attached to this thing. And I'm going to him as a father, like who already loves me and accepts yeah. me. He's not going to accept me because I read my Bible today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what religion becomes. It sucks life out of you because right. it's like, what, what do you normally hear people say? Oh, man, I got to read my Bible more. It's like, do you though? Yeah. Or do you get to read mm -hmm. your Bible? Mm -hmm. oh, I got to pray more. You know, like you, when every time I hear people talk like that, I'm like, oh, man, you don't get it. Yeah. Like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I always equate it to like my kids telling me, oh, I got to go spend time with my dad. Mm. Like, no, you little nothing. Get mm -hmm. out of here. Like, I don't need your time. Right. <laughs> right? I want. You know what's crazy as kids, like as a father now, I can understand this on a deeper level. I don't want my son to ever just settle for my love. Right. I want him to have me. I think a lot of times we can hear verses like nothing can separate me from the love of God. That is very true. Yeah. But there are some things that can separate us from him. Yeah. And so it's like I can love my son and actually not be with him. And it's who you spend time with that you actually get their heart and become like them. Yeah, because think about it, like your relationship with your son is, is set. You're his dad. But your harmony with your son mm -hmm. could be off if you guys are not spending time together. Right. And I think that's where a lot of Christians miss it. It's like your relationship with your God is set. But you want to have harmony? Right. You spend time with the people you want to have mm -hmm. harmony with and you flow with. Mm -hmm. And to get to the place where you just like, you kick it so much that you know where each other's thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, harmony is what you want mm -hmm. because the relationship is set. Like nothing's going to change that. That's why he says nothing can separate you from my love. He's saying like, hey, knucklehead, like mm -hmm. I made it clear on that cross. Love you for life. Now you want to have harmony with me? Let's, let's, let's kick yeah. it. And to bring this full circle, one last thought. Isn't it crazy how you get older, your relationship with your parents changes? Because yeah. like when you're in the house every day, you're checking in, they're close on top. But as you get older and more mature, it's on you now to check in, to make the time to come together. The love relationship is still there. If anything, it magnifies and grows, yeah. even though you're not fully with them all the time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's why I think even you, your journey with God should change after a while. Because if it's not, then you're not growing with what's happening. And God doesn't change, you change. Yeah. So your routine should change, your focus should change, your heart should change, your perspective should change. If not, then you're just doing religious stuff all over again, mm -hmm. you know? So I think, again, it's the relationship is set. What do I want to build into this thing to create harmony with him? And for us knuckleheads, we need structure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So hey, as always, you know, we really want to hear from you. This really is Ask Pastor Anything. So you can submit your questions to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, DM us. You can email us at our church website as always. But hey, we're going to be doing this twice a month on Wednesday. So you can look out for that as well. But we love you guys and we'll see you next time.